This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM hyperchannel for Saturday, July 12th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and I have two stories for you today. It's a Star Trek Christmas in July with Hallmark's 2014 ornaments, and Quantum Mechanics refits your desktop. Before we jump into the first story, this is a combined show for Friday and Saturday. I have had my head buried in a new project here on Trek FM that I hopefully will be able to tell you about tomorrow, something I'm very excited about, and that has really kept me tied up. So instead of doing a show on Friday, I was focused on that. So this will serve for both Friday and Saturday's show. All right, let's jump into the stories here. Since 1991, Hallmark has been giving the holiday season a Star Trek flair with their keepsake ornaments. It may only be July, and it may be hot outside, but Hallmark Gold Crown stores across the United States are stocking their shelves with four new additions to this long-running line, including a helmsman, an Orion slave girl, a monstrous ship, and something that could be considered a fire hazard for your tree if it were real. So Hallmark's ornaments, as I mentioned, go back to 1991. I remember when I lived in the United States, when I was in university, going in the Hallmark store in the mall and looking at these ornaments. And it would have been early on because that was early 90s. And I didn't buy any of them at the time because I was a university student. I didn't have money to spend on these things. And I wish that I had some of them now. And of course, now in Japan... I can't get my hands on them because we don't have Hallmark stores here. But for those of you in the U.S., you're in for a treat with the four items that Hallmark has for us this year. The first one is Lieutenant Hikaru Sulu. And this is actually the fifth keepsake in the series titled Star Trek Legends. Each year they are giving us another TOS character. And so this year we get Sulu. And the ornament is about four and a quarter inches high. So a little bit shorter than the actual Sulu, but probably more appropriate for hanging on your tree. It's sculpted by keepsake artist Anita Mara Rogers, and it's going to sell for $14.95. And it actually has, well, it has a hook in his head, first of all, which I don't remember being part of actual Sulu. But the rest of it looks kind of familiar. He's got a tricorder in one hand. He's got a communicator In the other, he's clearly on an away mission, checking out what's happening on a planet. The next one is the Orion slave girl that I mentioned, and in fact, it's Vina from the cage. Orion slave girls became extremely popular in Star Trek, even though we didn't get to see them so often. We saw them in the cage, we saw them in the menagerie, which is really the cage reworked to be aired during part of the actual series, And then we saw an Orion slave girl in Whom Gods Destroy. And then, of course, later on, finally, when Enterprise came around, we got lots of Orion slave girls. And I think they did a really good job of fleshing out the the story of who those girls really are. Well, this keepsake is sculpted by Valerie Shanks and is four inches high, also sells for $14.95, just like the Sulu keepsake. One note here... This particular keepsake, the Vena one, 
has been produced in a limited run, so there are far fewer Vena keepsakes than there are the other three that we're going to talk about here. So if you're a collector and you want to make sure you get all of them, or if you just really want the Orion Slave Girl on your tree, you'll want to be sure to go out and pick this one up right away before they're all gone. The next item they have is from the Abrams verse, and this is the USS Vengeance, sometimes called the Ring Ship because it has that hole in the middle of the saucer section. This is the Federation Dreadnought class ship. And actually, I don't know if, I guess it's a Federation ship, but really because it was built in secret by Section 31. I'm not sure if I really think of it as being part of the fleet. It's just this kind of unique Section 31 ship that you know, does things that Federation ships usually don't do, like fire at warp speed. And okay, I'm not going to get into that right now. But if you want this on your tree, you can pick it up. It is six inches long and is battery powered. So I think this one will light up as you would expect from ships. And there's actually a button on there that lets it uh, light up. So it's not going to be flashing on your tree all the time. It's a bit more expensive than the other figures, though. It's $32.95, which I suppose the electronics inside probably to light up makes part of that difference. It is sculpted by Orville Wilson, by the way. Now, the last one is the one that might be a fire hazard for your tree. This is the Devil in the Dark. This is one of the keepsakes that is based on an iconic scene from the original series. And of course, one thing that we all remember from the Devil in the Dark is that Spock can mind meld with hot rocks. And that's exactly what's going on here. It is the image of Spock crouching down with his hands on the Horda and trying to read the mind of the Horda. Luckily, this is not a real Horda, so I believe you will be able to hang this on your tree without fear of the tree catching on fire. It's four and a half inches long. It's also battery operated. And in this case, if you press the button, it will play dialogue from the episode. So that should be fun on your tree. It's not quite as expensive as The Vengeance, a bit more expensive than Sulu and Vina. This one will run you $29.95. So if you collect these, head on out now to your Hallmark stores and pick them up. I'll be watching from afar. And let me know, do you collect the Hallmark keepsakes? Do you ha I see sometimes, actually on Twitter, we have listeners who will tweet pictures of their trees around the holidays, and they are just completely decked out with everything Star Trek. And I'm really jealous because my wife wouldn't let me decorate the tree with Star Trek ornaments in the living room. I might need a small tree for the studio this year and decorate it with whatever Star Trek things I can get my hands on. Seems like something I should do. But let me know if you collect these, and if you've been in the stores and you've looked at these firsthand, these four, let me know what you think about them. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C, Brian Jones, the letter C, and Brian with a Y. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash C, Brian Jones, and feel free to hit me up there as well. Next up, if you love collecting starships, besides the keepsake vengeance right here, there's a new replica headed for your desktop, and it isn't from the official starships collection. This one is from Quantum Mechanics, better known as QMX. They will soon be introducing a metal version of the original USS Enterprise 1701 refit. 
So this is the movie refit, and I don't have a lot of information about this right now. StarTrek.com has some first look images, and what we know so far is that it is eight and a half inches long by four inches high. It's cast in metal alloy, and that's pretty much it. It comes with a stand. I have seen that. So we'll be waiting to find out more about this. But if you like collecting starships and your budget for these kinds of things, and if you're a fan of the original Enterprise refit, you'll want to keep your eyes on this uh, so that you know that it's coming down the pike and you might want to pick it up. And I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go over to StarTrek.com. You can see the image of it. What I'm curious to know from you is what do you think about this replica and do you prefer cast metal ships like this or do you prefer detailed painted replicas like the official Starships collection ships or like the larger ships from Diamond Select, uh, others that QMX has done, which tend to be very, very expensive but are very beautiful? What do you prefer when you're getting a replica Starship? Let me know. Now, I do have a network update to close out the show today. We have two new shows for you, and the first one is Warp 5, a tour de force of hair. This time, Tyler Johnson and I sat down to talk about Enterprise's awards and nominations. Over the course of five decades, Star Trek has raked in awards and nominations, ranging from the Saturn Awards to the Emmy Awards and beyond. And in fact, four of the five live-action Star Trek series were recognized by the prestigious Hugo Awards. Now, I said four of the five... I have a feeling that most Star Trek fans would think that I was talking about the original series, The Next Generation, DS9, and Voyager. Because Enterprise, you know, it's that terrible series that killed the franchise, right? Well, wrong. Of course, you know, I don't feel that way. I love Enterprise. In fact, Enterprise is one of those four series that was nominated for a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation. It's actually Voyager that did not receive any nominations or awards from the Hugos. That may surprise some fans. So tune into this episode, and we're giving a rundown of all of the nominations received and all of the awards won by Enterprise. And the other show is Commentary Trek Stars, and this episode is called Wesley's Rosetta Stone. You know, few characters in Star Trek are as polarizing as Wesley Crusher. I think the one other one that comes to mind for me is probably Dr. Pulaski. But Wesley Crusher definitely is polarizing. And love him or hate him, most fans are very fond of the actor behind the character, Will Wheaton. And this week, Max and Mike are beginning a new series which looks at Wheaton's career as a television show host, starting with his work in Star Trek. So tune in and find out what they have to say about Will, and you'll find both of these episodes in your feeds if you subscribe to the individual feeds for Warp 5 and Commentary Trek Stars, or to the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. You can also catch it through your favorite podcast sources, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, SoundCloud, wherever it is. We are all over the place these days. We are the Jeffrey Combs of Star Trek Podcasts. You can also stream from our website, and you can grab the RSS link there as well. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming Hyperchannel from our website, head on out and subscribe and have it delivered directly to your device of choice every single day. 
You can also find Hyperchannel in the Trek FM Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show we do, and some other special audio content from time to time. As I mentioned earlier, I would love to chat with you about the stories that I talked about today. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C, Brian Jones, the letter C, and Brian with a Y. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash C, Brian Jones. And you can also find the network on Twitter as well. Our username is TrekFM. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TrekFM. We have a community on G+, forums at trek.fm slash forums, and a contact form at trek.fm slash contact. And that one comes to me by email. Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. I hope that you're having a great weekend, and I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. Until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.